Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is G.I.C. Cooper, and with me today is someone who's green around the gills. Or with Rob. envy. Hello. Or with envy. Yeah, I don't know. Whichever one. Or with Something goblin-ness. Green. Yeah. Yeah, today we're talking about uh, Harry Osborn. That's right. If you want to know what Harry Osborn looks like, a younger version of Norman Osborn. And uh, also because he is dressed, uh, he is uh, drawn by Eric Larson. His clothes are way too wrinkly. There's a lot of wrinkles. Like, like you th- some of those would have worked themselves out. But whatever. Um, but yeah, and also in the picture in the book anyway, they're swinging around a like you, you, goblin you're, mask. You're rich, Harry Osborn. Pay someone to iron those for you. Yeah. Uh, but, um... But yeah, let's let's talk about this goblin boy. Uh, so Harry, well, Harold Harry Osborn is his real name. Um, owner and president of Osborn Industry Inc. Identity as the Goblin Green Goblin Two is secret. Um, citizen of the United States with no criminal record. No other aliases. Born in New York. Married. And we have uh, Norman Osborn as his father, dead. Uh. Liz Allen Osborne, wife. Um, uh, Mark Raxton? Raxton, yeah. The, the Molten Step- Man. Yeah. Uh, we talked about them recently. Uh, step- stepbrother-in-law and Norman, Normie Osborne's son, who was friends with, uh, how did I, why did, how did I forget his name? Uh, Eddie Brock's son. Dylan. Oh, Dylan Brock, yes. Dylan Brock. Hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah he hangs out with him. Yeah. Um, and uh, they first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man issue number 31. And this issue comes up a decent amount of times. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is, but we'll get to the, the, the other stuff. Okay, so uh, the Amazing Spider-Man issue number 31 in December 1965. If this be my destiny. And apparently uh, it's dedicated to you, the great new uh, Marvel breed of writer cool yeah and this is okay so this issue comes two is it's two away from the infamous or i should say very famous amazing spider-man issue number 33 like the iconic cover that you see everywhere um where spider-man is under the machinery and he you know does that thing that he does a lot where he picks up something real big after being trapped for a while well it's, it's a three-part story and this is the first part yeah and like I just don't like this cover because you have okay, so you have a black, I'm sorry, red background, and you have the Spider-Man symbol with a very a poorly rendered Spider-Man cost a Spider-Man mask. I I I you know I obviously am a big Ditko fan. A lot of Ditko Spider-Man covers are not great. He was not the you know there's some great covers in there, but in general. He did not have the same eye for covers that uh, that Kirby did. Yeah, it's just like we have six segments of uh, is that Tarantula? Well, no, no we, uh, the Tarantula wasn't around yet. No, is that Cro- 
Who is it? It looks like a. It looks like one of many mercenaries. It could be. It looks oh, like they're firing. A- oh, the um, those are Doctor Octopus's henchmen in the story. Oh, okay. Well, I guess they're uh, the henchmen of the Master Planner, who is Doc Ock. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I've seen this one multiple times. I don't know. We have, but I'm not going to complain about it too much. It's just, I just don't like the render of the mask in the middle. No, it's. I mean, it, it, there, there's a lot of negative space on this cover, and it doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that being said, um, we get introduced, to you know, Harry Osborne in this one, which is, uh, Also the first appearance of Gwen Stacy. Yes. Um, so, uh, Harry Osborne is the son of the late Norman Osborne, the ruthless owner of, or, um, Osborne Industries, a leading chemical manufacturing, uh, firm based in New York City. At first, Harry did not know that Norman had been driven insane by a chemical ex- uh, accident and led a criminal career as the original Green Goblin, which how good was he hiding that? Pretty well. I mean, well, for most of the time, Norman didn't know he was the Green Goblin because he had amnesia whenever he wasn't the Green Goblin. You know, I forgot about that plot point. Mm-hmm. So he was hiding just, it from himself. I'm so hiding it pretty effectively from his son as well. Yeah, I just I'm just used to the more modern Norman Osborn, which is just like. Barely hiding the Green Goblin persona. Oh, yeah, he's just totally insane at all times. Cackling. Yeah, like, yeah, decorates like, for Halloween like five months early. The, the shadow looks like Green Goblin all the time. It's really oh, yeah. He's, he's, whenever it's like green comes up in a sentence, he's always emphasizing it. Like, oh, that's making me green with envy. Norman, are you the Green Goblin? No. <laughs> no. Are you uh, cackling? No. <laughs> Why do you always run those jack-o'-lanterns? Like, it's weird. Like, you always get so weird around Halloween, Norman. Why are you wearing that purse? Harry went to college at Empire State University, where he became friends and eventual roommate of his fellow student, Peter Parker. Unknown to Harry, Parker was secretly the Green Goblin's nemesis, uh, Spider-Man. During his college years, Harry been taking began taking addictive drugs in an attempt to escape from the pressures of his life. At the time, his, at the at the time of his father's death, he was mentally unstable due to the effects of the drugs he had been taking. He witnessed the final battle between Green uh, Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, which resulted in the which resulted in the uh, Goblin's demise. While no one was watching, Harry removed the Green Goblin mask and costume so that the police would find Norman's body without evidence that he was Green Goblin. I mean. And at the time, that drug use was not approved by the Comics Code Authority, even though the message of the story is drugs are bad. Yeah, like, I I mean, I, everyone knows the Comic Code Authority was, like, weird and, like, uh, and stuff. Well, but, and in like, fact, the government had, at, like, the DEA or whatever, had asked Stan Lee to do, like, an anti-drug Spider-Man issue. And they do so many anti-drug Spider-Man issues later. Oh, yes. Like... I, one of my first comics that I owned that like I saved up to buy, I bought a back issue. It was I bought it because it said it was giant size. Of course, I didn't know what that meant at the time. I was I think a six or something. But I uh, but I bought the cloak and dagger and Spider Man team up, giant size team up where it was a big anti drug thing where they're trying to save some kids from doing heroin. Oh yeah, cloak and, and dagger. I was trying to stop people from doing drugs. I still believe that they got their powers from just almost drowning in the Hudson. That it was not that. It was. It was just. It was just the Hudson River. It had nothing to do with the experimental drugs. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't, I, we gave them the placebo. I don't know where they got these superpowers from. 
<laughs> Everyone else just injected me like, man, I'm just getting high. Where did I get the powers from? <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah, that's that also awakened my love of cloak and dagger, weirdly enough. Um but uh yeah, so Harry held Spider-Man responsible for Her- uh, Norman Osborn's death, and sometime later, Harry discovered that Peter Parker, his roommate at the time, was Spider-Man. Now insane, Harry became the Green Goblin. A new Green Goblin battled Spider-Man, who defeated him. And I'm pretty uh, sure he just discovered Peter, because like Peter didn't lock his door and just left like a Spider-Man costume hanging out of a drawer or something. Also... I don't understand why everyone doesn't know who Spider-Man is, like, without him revealing it. Like, because, like, he's he's not good at hiding it. No, well, most people end up figuring it out at one point or another. Like, like if you know Peter Parker for long enough, you're gonna figure out that he's Spider-Man. Like, just, it's almost guaranteed. I mean, I guess, well, you know, how can he take pictures of Spider-Man if he is Spider-Man? <laughs> they... <laughs> I don't understand why people didn't understand there were timer cameras back then. There's timer cameras forever. <laughs> like, how how could Spider-Man set up a camera on a timer and then swing in front of it? I mean, I guess it helped that, you know, Peter Parker was just such an unreliable flake that they figured he there's no way he'd be, like, good enough to be Spider-Man. But, but, <laughs> okay, so I understand that. And I know I'm just reiterating the whole, why doesn't everyone know why X character is a super, super uh, hero or villain? But, like, the reason, like, what did you realize after a while? Oh, whenever I'm in trouble, close to Peter, Peter disappears and Spider-Man comes out. (laughs) Like, he's not, like... He's taking pictures. (laughs) Like, Like, it's just... I don't know. It's, He's busy I mean, taking pictures. I will. I will one hundred percent. Like I will never say the whole like Superman without his glasses thing isn't effective because it is effective. If I'm not wearing my glasses, people don't know who I am most of the time because I wear my glasses all the time. That's whatever. You know, you just be slightly different. People don't really notice unless they really, really unless they're around you all the time. But like someone disappearing as soon as a superhero shows up. Like, you would at least expect it. Like, maybe it's not true, but you would at least suspect it. And if it happened enough, and they only, and they happened to be saving people that was close to a particular person you know, consistently, you know. I feel like I'd put it together eventually. And they do, but, you know. Yeah. Um, it's weird that uh, Triple J didn't realize it sooner, but. I mean, you know that that layabout Parker couldn't possibly be, uh, be that menace Spider-Man. Although I do love their relationship now. I love that uh, uh, Triple J is like Spider-Man's biggest fan and yes. is actively annoying him all the time. Yes. It's very good. Um, also, read the Chip Zdarsky run oh, of uh, great. Peter uh, Parker. Peter Parker, uh, yes. Yeah, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. It's real good. It has a Sandman story in it that's like perfect. Mm. I want to say it's a perfect story. Uh, My Dinner with Spider-Man is pretty good. Uh, you know, read Chip, Chip Zdarsky. Um, okay. Harry was placed under the care of um, Dr. Barton Hamilton, who successfully cured Harry of his insanity and even induced him into forgetting about his life as a Green Goblin, hence his knowledge of Spider-Man's secret identity. However, under hypnosis, Terry told Hamilton all about being the Green Goblin, his secrets, and his knowledge about Spider-Man's secret identity. Coveting Goblin's power, Hamilton eventually decided to become Green Goblin himself. 
what is it about being Green Goblin and everyone's just like, yep, this is what I'm going to be now? I mean, you know, it's got some cachet. You, uh, you know, he was the first guy to get Spider-Man's identity. And it, it is a, uh, it is a, an iconic look. I guess. And also, he was dead, so he wasn't going to kill you for taking his costume. I mean, that is, that is a good point. Uh, but, so taking Harry prisoner, Hamilton, then infiltrated New York's criminal underworld uh, as the Goblin, subsequently encountered Spider-Man. During their conflict, Harry, uh, Harry escaped captivity again and resumed the identity of the Goblin in order to get revenge on Hamilton. It's just goblins chasing goblins now. Oh, sure. Goblin on go- goblin violence. After catching up and battling Hamilton, Harry rejected his own goblin identity. Hamilton knocked Harry unconscious and was killed by an explosion of a bomb, uh, which... A bomb that he was carrying himself and accidentally didn't throw because he was on a garbage conveyor belt. You know, it's it, it's always... It's always falling off of a flying platform or a building or just holding a bomb. Like, so many... The thing with the Green Goblin is that maybe more than most other supervillains, all of his stuff is super dangerous. Like, you're, you're on a, a, a rickety metal flying bat, or originally, a, like, a, bro- a metal broomstick. You've got a purse full of high explosives. Yeah. And, like, and also, like, his, his, the Goblin Glider, like, I mean, a bad wind... Will lock, knock you, knock you to the side. Well, that's why you got like, the little, so uh, you got the little things on uh, to, to, to slip your feet under. Yeah, but then, but like, if if you have enough of an updraft, like it'll it can flip one side over, and then like you know, it'll be hanging upside down. I mean, I'm I just, gl- I, I guess it's just good that there's no updrafts in New York City. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so basically, uh, he he was trying to murder both Harry and Sp- Spider Man with that bomb. But upon reviving, uh, Harry had again lost his memory of being the Green Goblin, <laughs> as well as the knowledge of Spider-Man's secret identity. Also, people are constantly forgetting that they're the Green Goblin. This is why they need to have better helmets on on hero costumes. They just need better helmets. Like he, they probably have so much, so many concussions. Yeah. <clears throat> Soon after Harry became president of his father's company, he eloped with his college sweetheart Liz Allen. And they moved into a large house in Inglewood, New Jersey, where they had a son. But the legacy of the Green Goblin continued to haunt Harry. Uh, reporter uh, Ned Leeds became came into the possessions of Green Goblin's journal and equipment and used them to become the costume criminal known as the Hobgoblin. Except not really. You know, there's stuff going on with that. Um, He then used the knowledge he gained from the uh, journals to blackmail Harry and threaten to expose the activity of him and his father in their respective roles as a Green Goblin. Spider-Man thwarted this plan. Um, After Leeds was murdered, the identity and methods of the Hobgoblin were adopted by Jason Philip uh, Mercendale Jr. Uh, I think it's it's Mackendale. Mackendale Merce Oh yeah, Mackendale. At least that's Mac- how they pronounce it on the nineties cartoon. Mackendale. Yeah, I was putting an R in there for no reason. Yeah, Jason Philip Mackendale Jr., the uh mercenary formerly known as Jack O'Lantern. Uh during this during the when when uh Inferno was happening, he like threatened Terry and his family, seeking uh, the secret of the original Green Goblin's enhanced strength. 
However, the black magics uh, being manipulated, manipulated the area, affected the dark part of Harry's soul, and created flashbacks to his activity as the Green Goblin. You know, I, I, I think it's just the concussions. It has to be. <laughs> like, and well, you know, probably also the experimental serum. Maybe I don't know. Um, portions of uh, Harry's repressed memories emerged, not include, not including his knowledge of spider pet secret identity, which I guess is good on Peter for Peter on that one. Um, and Harry once began uh, assumed the mantle of Green Goblin for the most part. However, Harry maintained his sanity when he confronted the Hobgoblin to protect his family. With the help of Spider Man, he managed to defeat the Hobgoblin. When Spider-Man asked Harry if he would like to become a superhero, Harry scoffed and said that he had other responsibilities as a husband. Um, the Osbournes recently moved to the first floor of a loft they owned in the Soho district of Manhattan to be closer to Harry's place of business. And they also invited Peter and his wife, Mary Jane Watson Parker, former... I Every day that I remember, one more day exists. It's... Well, oh, yes. Bad. Every single day, I every time I forget about it, and I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, they you know they just <laughs> live together in a loft. It's fine. Yeah. Um. But uh. But they were tenants on the third floor of the of that mm-hmm. uh same building, and whether or not Harry will don the guise of the Green Goblin will remain to be seen. And here's my here's my question: Has he? Yes, in fact, not long after this, he would become the Green Goblin again in uh, the J.M. DeMatteis uh, Sal Buscema run of Spectacular Spider-Man that culminated in Spectacular Spider-Man 200, and then him dying. And um, and then... And then not what? dying. Yeah, there's there's a whole thing with the Osborne family. And then having <laughs> a kid. And then becoming uh, like a mummy centipede man. Or maybe yeah. not. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I don't. Yeah, currently, it the resurrected Norman Osborn, uh, which I've. When was he resurrected? Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Okay. To uh, to um, close out the uh, the Clone Saga by revealing that oh, it was Norman all along. Yeah. So Norman. Uh. So he. Oh man, I just remember the Clone Saga now. Man. And we don't know the exact deal with Kindred yet. Yeah, we don't know, but it is heavily implied that it's Harry. I mean, they've Osborne. said that it's Harry, but also we've seen Harry not being Kindred. So it's complicated. Yeah, the and also like there are also like a million other goblins, you know. Oh sure. Demon goblins, uh grey goblins, goblin knights, goblin kings, menace. Uh, Harry Osborn was infected by the uh, Carnage symbiote for a little bit, thinking that he was, um... That was sorry, Norman. Norman, who was Norman sorry, Norman. Yes. He was infected by the uh, Carnage symbiote. He thought he was uh, Cletus Cassidy for a little bit, but now he doesn't. I forget that something happened in Absolute Carnage, and I forgot that exact moment that he wasn't. So, a lot has happened in the whole spider side of the oh, universe. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. He's always got a book, and he's always got uh, you know something going on with the supporting cast. Big, uh, it's very soap opera. What happened with uh, Spider Man's secret sister? Still around. In fact, she there's a plot going on with her in the current Spider Man books, which in which she's trying to find out whether she is actually his sister or if she is a 
robot, much like his robot spy parents of the 90s. Okay. I don't think I'm caught up on... Is that Would that be an amazing? Or? That's an amazing, yes. That's amazing. I don't think I'm caught up on amazing. Okay. Right yeah. Wait. Hmm? Or I just forgot about it. It's just the last couple of issues. You know, I... Yeah, I... I think I'm behind. I'm behind on a lot of comics lately, mm. so um, I'm still playing catch up. Uh, I just finally read Heroes Reborn. Okay. So. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna close this out. So he is five ten, weighs one seventy pounds, blue eyes, reddish brown hair, and he does like moderate exercise. And uh, funny they don't mention he, the uh, the the weird stripes. Yeah, I would feel I would put that under unusual features. You know. Mm. You know the weird rows of that all the Osborne men seem to have, mm-hmm. um, and he has like all of the he has he has all the Green Goblin stuff. You know he has grenades that they carry in a very unsecure uh like bag that just flopping around. Goblin gliders, goblin gliders. Uh, you know, apparently they also have uh you know shocky gloves as well. Right. But yeah, that's basically Harry. Um I I do want to end with this one question though. So I noticed between I guess it would be 87 and the uh, and the 90 uh, and the sorry the 89 update. Um in the 87 Mark Grinwald won. Every other villain was able to shoot electricity about 10 feet away from them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see that anymore. I'm guessing that was just a fad. Maybe we just covered all the all the electric guys. Well, like I mean, like everyone had it though. Like like Boomerang had it. Like everyone had it. Just like their gloves could shoot electricity like ten to fifteen feet away or something. Maybe like the, all of maybe them. the Tinker had like a special on it. Like yeah, I don't know. Like, also, listen, listen happened- I, I I ordered like twenty of these. They sent me two hundred. Who needs electric gloves? <laughs> like they are priced like, to sell. Can can uh. Can you get them in purple? Yes, I can. Cool. Um, I got them in no, purple, like, green, yellow, orange. No red and blue. Those are good guy colors. When? I have them in, I have them uh, in men's. I have them in women's. You got six did, fingers? I got some of those. When did um a pirate boots go out of style? Pirate boots never went. No, but they, but no, but. I had at least 80-something people with uh, pirate boots. I'm going to say, like, late 80s. Possibly because somebody read, like, the Ohio Moon Rallies. Why do all these guys have pirate boots? Yeah, but that's what I liked. I like pirate boots. (laughs) I think... I'm getting more what I call Peter Pan boots now. You do get those. I mean, I think those are are favorite of, like, your your Eternals and the like. Yeah. Like, I'm getting more... uh, like Peter Pan boots now, but not nearly as much. I, you know, I feel like we should go back to uh, pirate boots because we have too many athletic boots now. Yeah, I think it's got mm-hmm. a little more realistic, and I guess they realized that nobody's really worn pirate boots since I'm going to say the American Revolution. But you know, maybe just have the anyway. <laughs> you know, have a loose piece of fabric that can get caught on things on you at all times. They have a lot less capes too now. Yeah. Oh, I'm- yeah, but whatever. Um, I'm I'm done with this. So what, what do you have to plug? All right. So I'm on the Marvel research team. We do various handbooks and research projects for uh, Marvel Comics. I'm also on Twitter at at Ruler Bulon, and I do a uh, weird Marvel trivia every day. 
And I'm also on the Transformers podcast, Stasis Pod. We're currently going through uh, the second season of Transformers Rescue Bots, episode by episode. So check that out. Yep, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Over in Smith, where me and my friend Faith reads an H.P. Lovecraft story, and we re- 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 we uh, release a audiobook of the ones that aren't too boring or racist. Um, if you want to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support me monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight. And uh, if you want to do it in a way that, you know, maybe doesn't take too long, you can tell a friend, go to uh, your podcast of choice and rate, review, subscribe uh, uh, to the podcast. Um, this has been Alphabet Flight and May Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm.